Welcome to SelfDiscoveryRadio.com, where the orchard of wisdom is just ready for picking. We celebrate your why, the journey that you've taken that inspires someone else. We support your services. We support your story. Come and be our guest. Become a host. Be an author with us. Come and see what we've got. Our next show is... The Wellness Journey inspires, enlightens, and informs women over 40 and all the people who love them. It is a journey that we will take with tips from authors, doctors, and practitioners of holistic living. During this show, experts in this field will provide tips, tools, and techniques that are fun and simple for all to try. Come join me on this journey. Get inspired, get informed, and get well. And thank you for tuning in to the Wellness Journey podcast series. You know, this series of interviews we've had over the last few weeks have been all about living your life like it's golden. And today we're going to be talking about some of the other parts of what's involved in living a golden life. We've talked about our health. We've talked about our soul. We've done a little bit of talk about fitness and, of course, nutrition. We always talk about those things. But what about our relationships? Our relationships are a key component to our overall wellness. It interferes sometimes if it's not going well with our emotional wellness and even our spiritual wellness. So what kinds of things do we need to be thinking about to still stay well if we're going through some difficult times in our relationships or if we get to the other side of that and have decided to leave our relationships? Today, we're going to be talking with someone that can probably give us some great pointers. I'm really excited to have with us Dr. Yvonne James, and she has a remarkable story. She is passionate about the idea of helping women to understand the importance of taking care of themselves, no matter what's going on, and to have a unique way and approach of dealing with conflict and resolution. And it's so wonderful to have her here today. Dr. James, may I call you Drayvon? It's just wonderful to have you here. Absolutely. Drayvon is what I prefer. I'm so happy to be here with you today. Well, thank you. You have a remarkable story, and I always like to have our guests tell their story because I figured that you are the expert on you. So tell us, how did you get into this whole idea of working with women and helping them to understand how to deal with conflict and how to lean into it so that they can come out basically victorious? Thank you for asking that question. And to answer it truthfully, I got to go back to the beginning, which is my last year of high school, the summer before I left for college. My brother, who was 13 months younger than me, came to me one day and gave me a book, The Power of Positive Thinking by Norman Vincent Peale. And I read that book. I don't know why he gave it to me, but I read it from cover to cover and it spoke to me. Now, back then, I had no idea I was going to school to be a pharmacist. I had no idea that I was going to go down this road, but I know that I was set up for this my entire life. I grew up going to a New Age Truth uh, religious church, and in addition to going to a Pentecostal church. So I was in church on the weekend. <laughs> and I, uh, as I sat through that experience, it came to me that I was really learning the same thing. My mom didn't want the people at the Pentecostal church to know that she was going to the New Age Truth, and she didn't want them to know she was going to the Pentecostal Church, but it occurred to me that each one of those organizations was at the core 
talking about the same thing. And when I read that book, Norman Vincent Peale, something changed inside of me and alerted me that I was going to pharmacy school because I wanted to help people, but I didn't know how I wanted to help people until I read that book. That's amazing. Yeah, it is. The seed was planted at that time. That yeah, it was. And I was still passionate about helping people, but I knew I wanted to do something to help more than the physical body. It was from the inside out, the way we think, the way we process information that I was passionate about. And I went on for, I've been a pharmacist for 28 years. For 28 years, I was studying at the same time everything I could about how to live a life of peace. I was going to mention that, that you are the founder of Everyday Peace and you're an author, a motivational speaker, and that your goal is to educate and empower and inspire others to build the life of their dreams, no matter what's going on in their lives, good, bad, or otherwise. And I guess you've taken that from your own life experience. I have. I have. You know, I tell people that rain falls on the just and the unjust. We're not going to get out of this life experience without having some things happen that we wish had never happened. And here's where we're all free, is to decide whether those things, those unwanted things, are going to be stumbling blocks or stepping stones. And so I develop everyday peace. And with that in mind, how to use everything that shows up in our lives as a stepping stone to creating the life of our dreams, because I truly know that we are charged to create. We come here to create something. And too often we sit back and just accept and just accept and move out of our natural position as creators to just accepting whatever, you know? And we lose so much time with that. So I'm passionate about, especially us as women, embracing that freedom and that responsibility of creating the life of our dreams, not just for those that we love, because we're so good at that, but first with ourselves. Well, you know, as you know, a lot of women who listen to this broadcast are in midlife, you know, 40 and over. And I found just from my own personal experience that once I got to about 45, I began thinking about, okay, what else? What's next? My first child had gone off to college and another one was on the way. And, uh, you know, life was passing by and I'd done all these great things, but I felt like I was operating outside of what I really wanted to do. Didn't really, wasn't sure what that really was, but I knew there was something else. And you talk about that a lot in your talking points when it comes to relationships. Uh, many times mid- women in midlife are in relationships where they're in the process of evaluating, is this what I really want to do? Or this isn't what I really want to do and I want to get out. What kinds of advice can you give them to help them make those kinds of decisions when it comes to their midlife experiences? Those are really challenging issues to face. They really are. And we have to start at the beginning. We don't want to bury our head in the sand and say, you know what? I've been on this course and no matter what, whether it's good for me to continue or not good for me to continue, I'm going to continue. That's the wrong approach. We really got to go back to the core of who we are and start with self, really falling in love with ourselves and understanding ourselves takes time to do that, to look at ourselves with no judgment, no shame, no condemnation, and find out who we are today. Not who we thought we would be today, not who we were yesterday, who we are today. And you you do that really by spending time with yourself and listening. Listen to those thoughts that occur 
analyzing them. I tell people in my book and in, when I always when I speak and teach is that a question that really helps us as women, a very, very simple question is, how are you feeling today? And just wow. sitting with it, how are you feeling today? That's such an obvious question, but I bet the majority of my listeners, myself included, don't really ask that question. It's really more about how's everybody else feeling? Right. Yeah. And are you well enough? You, you know, we, we judge our feelings about how we can help somebody else. I'm feeling good enough to get this done. I can get that done. But no, stop. How are you feeling today? And then take the time to listen. Because we're not accustomed to other people listening to us, really. So we just rush through that. Take the time to listen. And even if you can't find an answer, because when I started doing that with myself, I would journal the responses. And some days I just really didn't know. I just really didn't know outside of what my kids needed or my husband needed or my job needed. I knew what I needed to do and how good I feel about, felt about doing those things. But how was I, how was Drayvon feeling today? What did she need today? Really being able to answer that question leads to self-discovery. Oh my goodness. And once you start discovering yourself in that process, when you're, you're first just trying to learn how to feel what you're feeling, and then maybe you're actually able to write it out. You know, you really get enough in touch with yourself to be able to communicate, put it on paper, what you're feeling. Oh. Uh, then what's the next step? But once you get there is to see it clearly. No shame. Do not rush to judgment. Do not rush to judgment. No shame, no blame, no condemnation. Just accept it. Be the first person in your life to accept you for you. That's it. No blame. When you get to that point, then you'll start falling in love with yourself. It's amazing what yourself is waiting for, that only you can give it. We run around looking for relationships, external relationships, and they don't fulfill us. They don't do what we want them to do because self is waiting for us to acknowledge us. So just say, you know what? It's okay. I love you. I absolutely love you. I understand that about you. And guess what? You're that way because of this. Now you may need to change that. You may decide that that does not serve me on the new journey that I want to create. That's totally okay. But you got to accept yourself first. Once you get to that point where you can see yourself and you start accepting yourself, that will create organically, organically will create clarity for you about the next step. Certain things will just not be acceptable. Wow, that's yeah. interesting. These are certain things just will not be acceptable. Once you get clear mm -hmm. in terms of how you're feeling and going to that self-discovery and really beginning to recognize who you are without judgment. I think that without judgment is key because I think we are our worst critics when it comes to anything. You know, we're always beating upon ourselves. The, 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 our self-talk is so negative and what I call the lies that we tell ourselves in terms of who we are, which isn't who we are at all. Uh, so if we can get past that, um, then how do we begin to deal with the results of this change? Because now we're looking at the world in a different way and people may be noticing some changes about us also because they're used to us being a certain kind of way as well. Yes, there is that temptation, not only with us as women, but with everybody, to fulfill somebody else's opinion of us, right? And you think about women at this stage in their life, how much we have done, how much we have generated, how 
We've encouraged spouses. We've encouraged children on their journey. It is our time to mother ourselves and to be big girls and say, you know what? No one's going to understand this change. And perhaps, perhaps they're even going to disagree with this change. Call you selfish at this point. Criticize you because you're willing to throw everything you've worked so hard for away to turn to another path. It's okay. The same way you would talk to if you were advising a young woman on her journey. Turn that energy around on ourselves and say, you know what? I know you can do this. You can do this even if those who love you don't understand you. You must do this because there's a younger woman, a young, even a younger man or, or anyone else watching you, watching you, watching to see how courageous you will be. You don't know how many lives will be positively affected when you decide to take on your true course. Wow. Your That's love languages. That is true, especially when you have children because they're watching you. And I noticed with my children, even though they're all adults, they're so concerned now about my happiness. Am I okay? But there's something else that's interesting about that. Even though they're no longer in the home and they have their own homes, their children, their relationships, I am still modeling for them. I am still modeling in terms of, uh, you know, how I'm living my life and how I'm dealing with conflict and changes. And it's interesting, all the more reason for those of us who just can't let go of the idea of still coaching and parenting your children, um, uh, what the, the, the decisions you're making in midlife, more than likely they will remember and model. All the more reason to really give it some thought in terms of what you wanna do next. But what I also hear you saying is that ultimately you wanna do what resonates with your spirit, what's right for you, no matter what others might think. You absolutely have to, you have to. You know, years ago, my daughter's 18 now, when she was born, I looked at my life and I've been practicing pharmacy for a number of years and I was so blessed to be in that profession, but I really wanted to be an actress. And I looked at her and I said, how could I teach this, this child to follow her dreams if I don't follow mine? I think she may have been, I don't know, not even six months old. I went and enrolled in an acting class. And went on from there to you know, be on HBO, a whole bunch of other things, because I wanted her to know that in life you must be true to yourself. You must, and you are an evolving, dynamic individual. You will change. Your interests will change, and they're supposed to. That's what growth and development is about. It's not about putting your heels on the ground and saying, this is the way I am today. I will remain the same. Nothing remains the same. Everything is changing. It doesn't mean you can't take some of the same people with you, but you will change. The people that you associate will change. Your goals will change. You're supposed to. You're supposed. I think a lot of times as women, we get so accustomed to being the anchor, to being the anchor. And if we move the anchor, nobody else will know, you know, they will lose their way. They'll lose their way. But we are more of the beacon. We have to be moving and dynamic to show our offspring and everyone else is watching. It's okay. You'll be safe, but you must be willing to change. You must be willing to change. Definitely hold on to your core beliefs, whatever those are, but be willing to experience change. That's how you experience growth. I, I always tell people or my clients all the time about embracing change. Mm -hmm. all cha I really do believe that all change is good, even mm -hmm. if the change comes out of a tragedy that you're experiencing. I know from my own life, 
Um, I would never say that the loss of my mother, uh, so tragically, uh, was a good thing. But out of it came something really fantastic because I would not be doing what I'm doing now if it hadn't been for the loss of my mother because over, the, over time, because I didn't take time to grieve, I was busy raising my young children at the time, um, I just you know, kind of pushed all of that back and over time developed an anxiety disorder to the point where I had to take some time. And when I took that time for self-introspection, that's when I realized that what I was doing, being in the world of human resources, really wasn't my passion, really wasn't what I wanted to do anymore. And that's when I began to build this business. That's been 10 years. And it's been full of ups and downs, but I wouldn't trade it for the world because it taught me a lot of things in terms of what I can do. But I also think, just from talking to you, that I know it provided a really good modeling for my children because they saw me go through that. I mean, I left this fantastic job right at the time when my kids were getting ready to go to college. <laughs> and, every, and, and many of my friends were beginning to retire. You know, and no one quite understood about this thing about, you know, uh, virtual learning and podcasts and e-magazines and all the stuff that I was doing was very groundbreaking back then, you know, 10 years ago. But, you know, it was where my desires and where uh, my goals and objectives, that's where it led me. And now I don't regret it at all. But it was a journey. And it was one that I think really taught my children to pursue the things that they really want to pursue when the timing is right. And I tell them, get your experience first. Don't be an entrepreneur right out of college. I mean, I don't agree with that. Get your experience so you have something to entrepreneur, okay? <laughs> right. right. Go out there and get, you know, and, it, and these are seasons that we go through, right? Because we're fortunate to be in this season of life. We've done the other things. We've done the other things. So now we can model. You do want to lay down a foundation lay down a foundation for yourself, but in, in, even in the laying down of that foundation, be true to yourself. Chart your own course and do it. Use, use your feelings because they're so much, so very important. I know we talk a lot about, uh, you know, in corporate America and out there in the world, you know, don't let your feelings rule you. They're not supposed to rule you, but they are supposed to serve as a compass to let you know, hey, Something's off center here. I don't feel good about this, or I feel great about this. I need more of this experience. And if you're using that energy as you're creating and charting your path, no matter what season you're in, you'll really find out that you'll create something that you're proud of and something that somebody else can look at and say, oh my gosh, how in the world did you do that? I want some of that. That's what this journey really is all about, one anothering. Somebody else is watching you, and they're saying, through your trials and tribulations, I love it. You said you lost your mom. And through that, through that experience, you birthed this. Yes. That's amazing. Because during hardship, during those times that we would never choose in the valley, a lot of growth happens. A lot of growth happens. And that's where we have to really make that decision. Is this challenge going to be the stumbling block to ruin the rest of my life? Or will I be able to rename it? rename its purpose in my life and say, nope, this is going to be a stepping stone. I would not have chosen this to happen to me, but I'm going to use it. It's here. It's either going to use me or I'm going to use it. And that kind of really leads me into one of the things that we um, had talked about at the beginning of the broadcast. And that's for women who are going through um, reevaluating their relationships and making some decisions based upon what they really want to do. What kinds of things should they be thinking about when you take your philosophy and, and apply it to that? I know there's, there's four things that um, we talked about in particular 
that you feel like they need to do? What are those things? Well, first of all, I want to tell you that when you're looking at your life, when I like to say we can divide all of our goals up into what I call the big three. You have a goal for your health, a goal for your wealth, and a goal for your relationships. Know where you, be clear. Where, where does this goal, and there's some, you know, you can use subcategories, but those really big three categories. Be clear about ultimately, where, where do I want to see my health? Where do I want to see my health? And then know that, oh, where do I want to see my financial picture? Where, where, what kind of relationships do I want to develop? Right? Be clear about what your why is. We, we, we really, really, really want money for the sake of just having money. It's going to do something for us, right? Those external relationships are going to make us feel a certain way. Once we know, once we know what our goals are, then realize that you and you, only you are free to create, to create those. And you'll have to create them with whatever you have right now. Those ingredients that you have right now. And believe it or not, because I know it's hard to believe this if you're in certain situations, those ingredients that you have right now are exactly what you need to build in whatever area you want to build in right now. It doesn't look like it, but it is. It may not look like it. I know I've gone through some hardships. I said to myself, what in the world? This is not at all what I need to do what I want. But I need the growth. I need the development. I need the belief in myself, right? When you create, you're going to have to learn how to control that tongue. That self-talk is so very important because from that self-talk, all of our external words are developed. We got to stop talking about things that we don't want to happen, that we do not want to happen. And we got to learn how to be okay with letting go. Letting go. We cling so tight, right? Especially at this season. You know, our children are going away and we cling, trying to cling tight to those relationships. Sometimes our husbands and spouses of many, many years, they're making new, new decisions and we're trying to cling tight to that. Open our hands up. And I call the ebb and flow of life. Allow things to move on so new things can come in. I think that's wonderful about the, what you're talking about with the ebb and flow of life because there is um, this cyclical thing that happens with life. You know, it, nothing ever stays the same and nothing is permanent. There is no permanency. And some people might think, well, that's so negative. It's not negative. It's just the reality. Things change all the time. Just because things aren't permanent doesn't mean that that's bad. It could be that the lack of permanency leads into other things that are good. Uh, but as we're growing and uh, changing and embracing the ability to change, that's when you really begin to see opportunities open up that perhaps you wouldn't have seen before because you've decided to go ahead, embrace the change, show up in your life and really began to do the things that resonate with your spirit. I think so many times in midlife, we arise to the point where, okay, I really want to do that thing. And then the next thing is, okay, well, how do I do it? And I think the, the very first step in doing anything that's different is just go ahead and embrace the fact that this is something that you want. This is yeah. something you want to do. Think about that first car that you bought and you didn't necessarily have the money or the credit or whatever, but you've made up your mind that you want this, you're going to figure it out. And you do, you, you get that thing or that first boyfriend or maybe your husband or whatever it was that you really wanted that job, that career. Well, it's okay to really want those something else in midlife and to go after it. You are now 
fully equipped from a life purpose, life experience awareness. And I truly do believe that if God brought you to it, he will bring you through it. If you get that intuitive yearning to want to do something that you've never done before, and I know this, I've lived it, I know it. I have a magazine, we've done eight issues, but I have to tell you, when the idea came for me to do a magazine based upon this show, The Wellness Journey, um, I thought to myself, that's ridiculous. I don't know anything about magazines, I'm not a writer. Yes, I was a journalism major in college, but that was years ago. That's ridiculous. And what the voice said to me, which I, I call the Holy Spirit, some people say intuition, whatever, but that voice said to me was, Linus, you have been doing an internet uh, radio show for three years and you didn't know anything about the internet. You've never done a radio show before. You didn't know anything about social media, nothing. Now you've got, you know, tens of thousands of people listening to your show. Why couldn't you do the same thing with the magazine? And so I was like, Okay, let's do it. <laughs> so very much because we are always looking to know every step on the journey, aren't we? You know, we, we want to know everything before we take the first step. And all we really need to know is that I've, I've come this far. This is the great thing about being in this season of life, too, for women, is that we have seen ourselves do some things. When we look back over the past, very briefly, I hope, we've seen ourselves do some things that we never thought we could have ever done. We've seen ourselves survive some things that we never thought, no one could have told us we would have survived that. So in this season of our life, we've already been proven through the fire. We already know. We, that's the beautiful thing about being in this season of life. So we know that what we can do and what we're capable of doing. Now it's just being courageous and saying, you know, there's still a lot of life in me. There's still a lot of uh, creativity in me and being willing to embrace that, being willing to embrace that and to stand and change our focus from a fear-based focus, mm. a focus of yes, I can. Yes, I can, not only because I feel that I can, because I got the proof from all the years uh, in the past where I did some pretty incredible things. Pretty, and now I'm more knowledgeable than what I was back then. I believe, I, I have a source to look back and say, yep, remember in 1992 when I didn't think I'd get through that? And I did, and I'm still here. So why in 2018 when I, I have this wonderful passion or idea to do such and such, why am I so fearful? That's just the, the enemy. We'll call that the oh, enemy. That's absolutely, absolutely. Fear is, is uh, crippling. And I don't oh. know about that because that was all entwined in my anxiety. But of yeah. course, you know what fear stands for, right? False evidence appearing real. Real, appearing real. Yeah. And also remember that what it feels like isn't always what it really is. Feelings can sometimes be way off base. And sometimes, I want to quote Joyce Myers, sometimes you got to do what Joyce Myers uh, says. Do it anyway. Do it with fear anyway and i don't know i guess the best example i could give besides just my life in general because i'm always doing things i'm afraid of but um you know how when you go on that roller coaster and you don't want to go you don't want to go you don't want to go and you find you get on it and it's you screaming the whole time maybe even crying get me off get me off you get to the end you get off and you're like wow let's do it again <laughs> it's, exhilarating. it's exhilarating to face your fears and to have a sense of accomplishment once you've gotten to the other side of it. 
Yeah. yeah. And wouldn't it be nice to live in that space? Because it wouldn't be courage, first of all, if we weren't fearful. That's how you know you're courageous, because you're doing it anyway, even though you are fearful. But what really, I ask myself this question all the time, so what if you fail? What's going to happen? Yeah, what's would the this, worst thing that can happen? Yeah, would this be the first time? Would it, what's going to happen if you fail? What's going to happen if you make a mistake? If, you are, if you're conscious and you're honest with yourself, you're going to learn and you're going to be better. You're going to be even better. A lot of part of being a woman of this season too is, again, modeling. And we have to model that, that it's okay to miss the mark. It's all right. Who knows what you're going to find there? You'll find a new way to do something. You'll find parts of yourself that you never knew existed. It's okay and it's required. It's part of the journey. Not Stop looking for perfection. It's such a waste of our time. Not a waste of our time to do our best, but a waste of our time to let the pursuit of perfection cripple us. That's do it anyway. Do it wrong. Do it scared. Do it with all, all the pieces in place. Take the first step. And the universe will acquiesce and make sure that the next step is provided for you. But you have to make the decision. You have to embrace that part of ourselves. Whatever it is, I'm going to take the first step. I'm going to take the first step at changing how I focus my attention. So important. Because what you focus on, you bring about. You really do. If you focus on failure, if you focus on fear, you bring on more things to be fearful about. Focus on these are my successes. These are my strengths. And that's why I'm going to do this. You know, I, I love the idea of focusing on the things that you've done well. And also what I do, because you can't see it here, but um, this is my prayer room office and my walls are covered with things that remind me who I am or who I want to be and that affirm what my goals and objectives are. I have scripture on the wall, affirmations on the wall. My goals and objectives are on here. Uh, my accomplishments are on here. Favorite cards that clients have given me, I have set up so I can see them. And this is all to remind me who I am or who I want to be. And when I walk into this room, and that's why I really believe that all women should have a space in their home or a room, if you could, that kind of affirms who you are. As soon as you sit in that chair in that space or walk in that room, you automatically begin to feel like, ah, you're Excel. You're in your space. And you're yes. in the process of re-energizing yourself, reconfirming and reaffirming who you are and just pouring into you so that you can continue to move forward to whatever it is that God has for you. Because I really do believe you're right. The universe will rise up to conspire to help you. Yeah. But you gotta take that first step, even though it might be kind of scary. So if you're in a, a relationship that's failing, you either wanna make up your, you have, you have to take a step, either to fix it or to take another step and to do something else. If you're tired of that career and you want to do something different, you got to make up your mind. You either take that first step to get out of it or re-engage and commit to, the, uh, to your career. Retirement, is this the time to do it now? If it is, then go for it and get energized and excited about it. Just remember, the fear is what cripples you. Mm -hmm. If you sit down and write it out, I was just telling my daughter the other day, uh, one of my daughters buying their first house, not even 30 yet, and she's just really freaked out about the number, you know, how much she's going to be signing away. And I said, honey, it's just a number. 
and, and do not let your fear and anxiety keep you from what your goal was. You've, I mean, first of all, you've done the hardest thing. You've qualified. Now it's just time to find the right place. And you'll know because you, you'll feel it when it's the right place. And when it's the right place, celebrate that and sign the papers. It's, you know, sign the papers and move forward with your life and start your new journey. You're going to learn all kinds of things as a homeowner, but you'll never get that learning if you don't sign the papers and go ahead and jump into the home and, and, and let your, and allow yourself to feel good about the decisions that you're making. Uh, celebrate. This is something that I've learned. Isn't that important? Something I've learned from my money coach is to celebrate your successes. Yes, we do not do that enough. And I'm so glad that you brought that up. Even when we're talking about these conflicts, whether we're trying to learn how to lean into conflict in a relationship or at a job, the celebration of the small victories. We're waiting for this big, colossal victory. But the fact is, and then we'll just use a, a, a challenging relationship. The fact is, you have to pick little points to celebrate yourself. Mm -hmm. Celebrate the fact that you stood up for yourself. And you did so, you did so with dignity and clarity, right? You find something to celebrate, pause and celebrate you. Absolutely. Oftentimes we skip that step. We expect for our inner self just to be a big girl, to be able to keep going with no recognition and no celebration, no sense of love. But we wouldn't do that to a child. If we had a child that we were raising and they had a small victory in an area where they were challenging, challenged in, we'd pat them on the back, we'd smile, we'd celebrate them, we'd make them feel that victory because we'd know that in that space of recognition, something wakes up inside of them and they feel like a winner there. We have, that's the kind of self-care we have to do for ourselves. Self-care, if I could say anything about wellness and a woman's journey, self-care is the most important part of that. And that celebration of self is so important. You cannot skip it. That is beautiful. Thank you so much for all your words of wisdom. And I know my audience and listeners are going to want to know, um, how can they find out more about you? I know you've written a book. What's the name of your book? My book is Freedom is Your Birthright. It is a tiny book, tiny on purpose, because listen, I know we're all busy. We're in all this that we have going on, we're building. This book is less than 100 pages, and it really is geared to giving us the first stepping stone on living a life of everyday peace. It's available on my website, drdravonjames.com, and on Amazon. So you can pick up the book there. You can find out where I am and what I'm speak, where I'm speaking on my website as well. And just keep up with me and I can keep up with you. We can stay in contact there. Fantastic. And for those of you who are actually on the show page, listening to the show, you can see a link to her website and a link to her social media so you can connect with her and stay in touch. It's been wonderful. What such a wonderful experience talking with you, Drayvon, and hearing your philosophy. Such timeliness for all of us to listen to as we continue to, to grow and continue to be on our wellness journey. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, you're very welcome. It's been a pleasure talking with you as well. And thank you to all of you who decided to set aside some time to listen to these wonderful podcasts with all these amazing people who have, you know, given us their time and really share with us all those tips, tools, and techniques that we all need to know as we continue to live our life like it's golden and also continue to go on that wellness journey for our mind, our body, and spirit. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you again next time. Join me next week when I'll have a new guest discussing a new topic that will aid you at every point on your wellness journey. 
For more information on how to strengthen your mind, body, and spirit, click the link on your screen to check out my e-magazine, Wellness Woman 40 and Beyond. Till next time, keep living your life like it's golden. For more wonderful shows like this, please go to selfdiscoveryradio.com, podcasts and see our lineup. And if you wish to support us, we have a funded button. Please stay tuned for our next show.